spineless human being for saying no. And before I knew it, I was begging Holy Cross to please let me give their commencement address. As soon as they said yes, I was sick to my stomach and back to pre-speech hyperstress mode. Maybe I could still get out of it. I could get NBC to send me to the war in Yugoslavia on the same day. I could say one of my kids got sick. Or, terribly sorry, gotta go interview the Pope. Surely a Catholic college would give me a dispensation for that one. Unfortunately, no scenario I imagined eased the guilt I knew I'd feel if I didn't show up. And to tell the truth, I was getting whiplash from going back and forth. So finally, I stopped resisting and got into action. I'd learned through long years of confronting fear that the only way to deal with it was to bulldoze my way through it. I started thinking. What could I tell these kids getting out of college and getting into life? I thought back to what I was like when I was 21 and graduating, how numerous my options seemed, and how little I knew about what would really happen to me. I started to wonder if my life would have been different if only I'd known this when I got out of college, or if only I'd known that. Pretty soon, I had a list of this and that, and a theme for a speech. Well, look at me. Maybe I did have something that might interest these kids enough to get them to stop passing the beer and champagne and pay attention. What I had in my notes was all this stuff I wish I'd learned before stepping out into the real world. I wrote and wrote and wrote, and it was actually fun. And I knew it was good when I read it out loud at the beauty parlor, and everyone cried at the end and asked for a copy. I was proud to give the commencement address at Holy Cross. I was proud they'd asked me, and I accepted. Proud I'd actually come up with a speech that seemed to move people. Most of all, I was proud I didn't throw up. In fact, when it was over, I got a standing ovation. Standing ovations are common for commencement addresses, of course. Everyone is usually so relieved the speaker is finished, they just automatically jump up and cheer. But what happened after that really surprised me. Not only did students approach me to ask for copies, parents came up with tears in their eyes saying how much they'd wish they'd known those same things when they were getting out of school. After the speech aired on C-SPAN and several other news shows, I was inundated with requests for it. Everywhere I went, men and women stopped me on the street to talk about it, to quote a line or two that had had an impact on them. No kidding. That shocked me. You see, people usually stop me on the street to ask about my husband's biceps or to offer up their own imitations of I'll be back with an Austrian accent. So in response to all the requests I received for this speech I never wanted to give, here is the book I never expected to write. All the points I made are the same. I've just expanded them. Putting something between the covers wasn't a piece of cake either. When I was offered money to develop my commencement address into a book, that's when I went home and threw up. So sit back and join me on a beautiful summer day in Massachusetts. The commencement address began like this. Faculty, parents, family, and friends, and graduates. I can honestly say I haven't been this excited since I learned how to spell Schwarzenegger. This got a big laugh. A couple of months ago, Father Reedy phoned me and said, Maria, do you believe in free speech? I said, well, yes, Father, I do. Well, that's terrific, he said, because you'll be giving one in May at Holy Cross. Pretty clever, I thought. I called my brother and his brilliant friends who graduated from Holy Cross. Give me the lowdown on this father, I said. They said, oh, he's a great guy. He's creative. He's funny. He's smart. He's an unbelievable fundraiser. When I finally met him today, I didn't know whether to shake his hand or kiss his ring. Father Reedy, I want to thank you for inviting me here. I'm deeply honored. 
Before I get going, I'd just like to take a moment to acknowledge all of the parents here today. I know you're all filled with great pride, and I'm sure a great deal of relief as well, because you won't be seeing those big tuition bills anymore. As a parent of young children myself, I have some idea of what goes into getting your children to this place. Lots of love, patience, understanding, and incredibly hard work. So I want to take my hat off to all of the parents. I congratulate you. On a personal note, I want to acknowledge my own parents who flew here in the middle of the night from a Special Olympics board meeting in Europe. Mommy and Daddy, nothing makes me prouder than standing here in front of you to receive an honorary degree from a Catholic college and to give the commencement address. I love you. I'm honored to be here today on the 25th anniversary of the smartest policy decision Holy Cross ever made. I'm talking about the brilliant move a quarter of a century ago to upgrade the caliber and quality of the college by admitting women. This got a huge round of cheers. Women make a huge difference wherever they go. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the only girl in a family with four brothers, and I know how much I've enhanced and improved the quality of their lives, no matter what they say. And I, too, was educated at a formerly all-male Jesuit institution, Georgetown University. As a matter of fact, gentlemen, let me torture you for a moment. Close your eyes and just try to imagine Holy Cross without women. Horrible, right? Boring. For that matter, try to imagine your own life without women. Period. Bet you can't. With no women around, you wouldn't know what to do with yourselves. And worst of all, you wouldn't even know that you didn't know because there'd be no one here to tell you. Because let's face it, we women may occasionally whine and pretend.